1: All right, what's up? Welcome to Push It To Limits. Uh, he's Guy David. I'm Brian Shapiro. Thanks for joining us on a Friday, on a very uh, cloudy, overcast Friday. And uh, we got a lot to get to, a lot of breaking news. Is Conor McGregor a rapist? Well, I'll share my opinions on that based on evidence, what we know, what we've heard after Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Something was going on in that bathroom. We're going to talk about that. Me and Guy are going to discuss. Yeah. And uh, later on in the program, Paul McKeskey, uh, 11-year NBA veteran, I almost said 7, 11-year NBA veteran and 20-year coach going to be joining us. John Morant has been suspended 25 games. We're going to kind of dive deep into that. I think he got a slap on the wrist. Uh, we'll get into that later on in the program as well. And uh, a little... I hope what... I hope what uh, doesn't happen uh, in Vegas, ha- you know, what what happened, I should say, in Denver during the parade there where people lost their lives, that better not happen in Vegas tomorrow night. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I uh, had an interesting experience at the Target uh, yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Guy David joining me. Of course, guy. How Hi, Brian. you doing, my man? Happy Friday!
2: Happy Friday! Love Fridays. Pack show as well. Yes, we have the, a lot. We have a lot. The world doesn't end.
1: Yes. For talking points. No, it doesn't. For
2: media does it, or radio hosts. <laughs> You're
1: right about that, my man. And uh, let's get right into it. You know, so I got some text messages from a few people yesterday because there was a video circulating online. Uh, a guy by the name of John. I, I won't. I won't even mention his last name. We'll just call him John. John, the right winger. Um There's a video circulating online of him in front of a Target. He's on a motorcycle. And he's going around in the motorcycle apparently telling parents not to shop at Target. Why? Because he's a right-wing buffoon and he's a bigot. And He's harassing customers walking in, and I guess some of them were harassing customers walking out as well. We have audio to play for you with this whole Target thing, which shouldn't be a scandal, by the way. Target selling some clothes with some rainbows on it, pro gay, pro transgender stuff. It's like who cares, right? Who it's cares? Pride month. Yeah, it's Pride Month. Who cares? Um, but bigots do apparently. It's not a
2: permanent fixture yeah.
1: at Target either. Exactly. It's just this one month. Exactly. So I I want to play for you the video of this guy John. Apparently, this guy used to be a uh, Clark County teacher, and I guess he quit. I don't know. Might have been fired. I I don't know the truth. And then he opened up his own math institute place. So apparently he felt like he had nothing better to do during the day than to show up on his motorcycle because he's such a tough guy and show up at a Target in a parking lot and tell people not to shop at Target because Target is indoctrinating our kids, and God forbid they sell a shirt with a rainbow on it. So I want you to listen to this audio, and the woman that's taken the video is, is one of the MAGA morons as well. I just want to play this audio for you, and then we'll talk about it. This is in Las Vegas at a local Target here.
3: And you were saying, Johnny... hear my quote from Rage Against
1: the Machine? Yes. If you don't take action now, you settle for nothing later. That's
3: that simple. Yep, and that's exactly what we've been getting Conservatives have been getting nothing, and we're tired of it. It's
1: to take the power back.
4: Yep, take it all back. Take the rainbow back, too. So we got all our friends looking at us, waving. But there it is. We're still going. It's I'm going to ride point. up
1: and down and mutter to people, don't take your kids to Target. Okay, do it. Wish me luck. All right, let's go, Johnny. Bye. I'm going to mutter to people. Don't take your kids to Target. Wow, you're a real patriot. You're really a bright guy. Wow, what a patriot you are. I'll tell you what. Why don't we go in front of your math institute and mutter to parents, don't take your kids to the math institute. How would you feel about that, you idiot? (laughs) So you went there. So I I saw this video. Yeah, before I talk about how I went there. So you saw the video first. Yeah. Okay. Saw the video first. Take the rainbow back. What does that mean? I got no idea what that means. Take the rainbow back. Is she referring to the LGBT community? What do you mean take it back? It's not gone. The rainbow represents equality and pride for being who you are. In this case, being gay. What does she mean? Take the, the rainbow back. What the hell is, what, what is, these people are so dumb. What is she talking about? And then he says, take the power back. What, you're taking power back because you don't want parents to shop at Target because they're selling pro-gay, pro-LGBTQ shirts? For one month. Does that make
2: any sense at all? None of this makes sense. I still don't quite know what they're (laughs) protesting. I don't understand. It's Pride Month for a month. And do you know what, Brian? Why just Target? Like, literally, why just Target? It is Pride Month. If you're going to do this... These are some of the companies I found that are also representing Pride Month: mm-hmm. Chick Fil A, Nike, Adidas, L.A. Dodgers, Lululemon, obviously Bud Light, which is owned by Anheuser Busch. You've got to also boycott all Anheuser Busch products. Bank of America. Hey, you're going to change bank accounts this month and then go back to them? Well, why just target all these companies are doing it? I just I find it absolutely it would be absolutely exhausting. Every purchase you make has to match your personal views, right? Trying to work out what aligns with your personal views everywhere you shop. Because I have places that maybe they don't align with my personal views, but I
1: don't go digging in and looking into it because I just like shopping sometimes or doing what I want to do. I agree. Let me ask you a question, Guy. What type of person do you have to be that you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to have a really productive day. I'm going to go hang out in the Target parking lot in my Tough Man motorcycle, and I'm going to mutter to parents, don't shop at Target. What type of person do you have to be, and what type of exciting life do you have to be living to say to yourself when you wake up in the morning, this is what I want to do with my day? (laughs) Like, what type of, really, like, what type of person are you?
2: Well, could right-wing people also say that about the BLM protests as well?
1: Well, here's the difference in my opinion. The BLM protest, and I'm talking about the overwhelming majority of people that did not commit violent acts, because that's just the truth. There were agitators. There were people that did some very bad things. But did, did these but, target people didn't either, right? They no, no. But, but here's the difference here. For protesting for equality... Which is, by the way, what the LGBTQ community has been protesting for for decades and decades and decades. Protesting for people to be treated as equals and then protesting against shirts that are being sold that are pro-gay and pro-transgender. One is appropriate and one is, you know, is an honor to do and you're on the right side of history and the other makes you a bigot. That's the difference here. Uh, you have a right, your first amendment rights to go on a public sidewalk, but you can't harass people. And that's where it comes to me, right? I went to this target yesterday, and there were several people that were protesting.
2: Were you wearing normal attire, or did you have like a MAGA shirt on no, or something? So no. what, trolling MAGA shirt? On.
1: No, I i went out there, and one of the ladies screamed at me and said, "You're a pedophile." A uh, pedophile? Yeah, these people don't know even what the definition of a pedophile is. Hang
2: Just, on, hang on. What's pedof- pedophilia got you to, have to do an with a, Pride Month? An
1: attraction to kids, a sexual attraction to kids, or you touch kids inappropriately, you are a pedophile. Because you wear something that is pro-gay or pro-transgender in their eyes, they think that's what makes you a pedophile because they're so dumb they don't even understand what the definition of a pedophile is. Right, this has
2: confused me completely.
1: Yeah, it's, it's confusing to me until you just stop getting in the weeds and say to yourself, these people are idiots. They're very stupid. Um, and I have some audio to prove it for you. Um, so here is a, some audio of this woman. In front of a Target, and people just harassing people that are driving by. This happened in Las Vegas. Have a listen to this.
3: No one needs to know who you're sexually attracted to. Your sexual preference is not a topic for children. Why do you talk about how you have sex and need everybody else to validate you? Why do
5: you support pedophilia? Oh, that's on the carpet.
3: Do you and
0: need you find the mass? The mass to validate your child? That seems like a <laughs> little uh, he, uh, 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 <laughs> he has a mask on! <laughs> uh-huh. He's wearing uh-huh. the mask! We'll uh-huh. 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 <laughs> oh, uh,
4: like he's wearing right. oh, the mask! He's wearing burning the mask! He's
0: Oh looking he the Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant yet?
1: Oh my god.
4: Hey, that's that's what it is.
1: So I guess according to these people, if you shop at Target, that means you have sex with kids if you shop at target or if you sell shirts with rainbows on them or pro gay or pro transgender apparel that must mean you're attracted to kids ladies and gentlemen this is mental illness and this is pure ignorance and the same people that are protesting you know target are also the same people that will scream out arrest fauci they're the same kind Type of people. They're the people that Hillary Clinton described as deplorables. And by the way, she was right. Not every person that voted for Donald Trump is a deplorable. Not every person that voted for Donald Trump is labeled a MAGA. Those are MAGAs. Those are deplorables. Those are bigots. Those are people that are not very bright. And they think that if you are shopping at Target, you must be having sex with children or you're some sort of pedophile. Let me remind all of you the type of things that they're selling at Target. And when I went in there yesterday, I didn't even see the section. I didn't even see it. It's a small section. Yeah, I didn't even see it. But if I did, uh, I've seen it on social media. They're selling pro-gay shirts, pro-transgender shirts, which I see absolutely nothing wrong with. And anybody who sees that that's indoctrinating our kids or you're pushing stuff on people, you are a bigot. Well, that was the biggest bunch of gibberish I've ever heard. Yeah.
2: We heard Fauci, we heard pedophilia, we, we heard everything while yeah. they're outside protesting Pride <laughs> Month at Target. Let me tell you this, I shop at Target and it's hard to find another place to shop because Target is so accessible and has so many different things that you need. But I shop at Target for my four-year-old son. If I'm walking in there to buy my four-year-old son a shirt or some shoes for school or something along those lines and someone called me a pedophile, that wouldn't go down real well with me, I've got to say. Because it is so off the mark and it's so wrong and it's harassment. I'd take it personally, like it is harassment. Yeah.
3: By the way, Walmart sells the exact same stuff. Oh, they, I'm sure they, they, they do. have the exact same section. I'm, I'm sure there, they do. There's
2: a list of businesses about yeah.
1: 30 businesses long. If you're going to do this fairly, boycott
3: them all. Yeah. You were just at the Aces game last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went. Pride night. There. Yeah, it was Pride night and everybody had a good time and it's about celebrating who you are and being okay with who you are, whatever your sexuality is, and and these bigots that were hanging out in front of Target. We have some more audio by the way. It gets worse. Uh here's some more of these these MAGA morons that uh were protesting in front of Target. Have a listen to this.
3: Shopping at Target is supporting evil. You're a bad parent for shopping at Target.
5: That's it. That's just it. <laughs>
1: That's just it. So apparently it's evil to wear a pro gay shirt or a pro-LGBTQ shirt, or a a pro-transgender shirt. Apparently, that's evil. It's evil to want equality, according to these people, who probably call themselves really good Christians, by the way, because I'm sure Jesus would talk this way.
2: Can I ask you something, Brian? Yeah. There are people still that believe homosexuality is a sin
1: and a deeply religious. They're bigots. They're bigots. They hide behind their religion. Right. So
2: if those people were protesting and they were staying on that topic, on that point of view, they weren't throwing around pedophile or any other language— is that okay that they have their opinion on that based on their religion
1: or not? Listen, you have the right to your opinion, but you don't have the right to harass people. And these people in front of Target were harassing people. Um, people should be able to go into a business that they want to go into and not be harassed, not be bothered. They should be able to go in and shop and do whatever they want. Whether you want to buy a pro gay shirt or not for your kid, whether you want to bring your kids there, it doesn't matter. It's a free country. Uh, it's okay to have freedom of speech, but it's not okay to harass people. And l- let me even take this a step further. This is a mesmerizing conversation. So one of the magas out there. That's, you know, thinks that target selling pro gay shirts is, is just the worst thing in the world. And it's so terrible. Uh, listen to the conversation that he's having with For this woman year. and yep. he makes the, he makes the case that athletes taking a knee quote started all this gay stuff. Have, have a listen to this.
5: It was. The knee, and then the gay stuff and all. I seen, actually, I was watching a baseball game and they were flashing. Some satanic symbols
2: on the back on the
1: background. It was a Cubs game. That's Chicago (laughs) for you. They don't, they don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chicago is Democratic run completely. Is this even, is this like a Saturday Night Live skit? Like, are these real people? You do wonder. (laughs) Are these (laughs) people, are these people allowed to vote? Like, are these real human beings? The guy is trying to make the case that Athletes taking a knee started all the gay stuff as if taking a knee had anything to do with homosexuality taking a knee had to do with equality and it had to do with uh police brutality and 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 minorities being treated as equals when it comes to the police but yet this guy's trying to make the correlation with athletes taking a knee and somehow i don't know fellatio or or or, uh, or gay I, I don't know what that is a
2: stretch it, it, i it, mean it, it's unbelievable it started with colin Kaepernick protesting priest police, police brutality whether you like <laughs> it or not that's how it started it's got nothing to do with Gay people. Where where is this coming
1: from? I mean, I don't know what else (laughs) to say other than you're, 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 you're severely misinformed and uneducated and you need help. These people are mentally ill. These people need help. They're not very bright and they need help. And what was it? A Thursday yesterday? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. And, 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 you know, the last cut that I'm going to play for you, there was a woman driving her car out of Target, right? Some people still choose to wear masks. Some people don't. Guess what? Just like the uh, the uh pro-gay stuff that's being sold in Target, I don't care. It's your life. If you want to wear masks, go ahead and do that, and I won't criticize you. I choose not to, but you have the right to wear a mask if you want to, just like you have the right to shop at Target, or Target has the right to sell pro-LGBT, you know, transgender stuff. Uh We have that right in this country, right? So... This is what I mean by harassment. There's a woman driving out of Target, and she wasn't even wearing a mask, but but she had a few masks on her dashboard, right? And listen to these magas and what they're shouting at her. Listen to this.
3: Oh, look at the mask lady. She's got masks. Masks. Oh. Yeah, look at all the masks. Damn, she's got a collection. Are you good the job? Woman. Look at the collection. She's working on her collection.
2: No, no, that's just insulting. Do uh, for, we? Do, do they know anything about that woman? No, no. Could you she have s- been wearing masks for years before COVID? Even no. Could she be severely uh, like immune compromised? Yeah. She could have some sickness. We don't know about. There's a million different things, and they do that to her.
1: They they obviously have no medical experience. They obviously are are very very ignorant. And I think one man, a man who's despicable, shouted out, "Are you a man or are you a woman?" Um, you know, these are despicable people, uh, again, Donald, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton called them deplorables cause that's exactly what they are. They're deplorables. They're, they're deplorable human beings. They're an embarrassment, you know, um, it's, it's, an, it's an embarrassment. Um, and the, the, you know, the bottom line here is that you can have an opinion and you can. You can share your opinions and you have a First Amendment right, but when you're outside harassing people, that's where I draw the line, right? That's where I draw the line. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but it's one thing to have a First Amendment right, but it's another thing to be harassing people. Go have a beer and cool off. And apparently, apparently, when you, uh, when you harass, when you harass individuals and I call out those individuals, TikTok doesn't like that and they'll suspend you. That's what they do. Did you just get? Did you yeah, yeah, again? That's what they do. Right then, when you when you call out, uh, this is TikTok. When you uh, wait, when, wait. Based on what you said on radio yeah, today, because you yeah, reco- Yep, yep. They will suspend you for a week if you call out bigotry. I Welcome you, to TikTok. I thought you've been quite subdued today. Yeah, i yeah, mean, I, think I've been, I think I've been very subdued. Let me, let me be very. <laughs> let me be very clear. Okay. Hey, do um, me a favor. <laughs> appeal that. Yeah. Let yeah, me. Let me be. Let me. Let me be very clear. If you're this guy, John, or you're any of those people that have been out there in front of Target, you are despicable pieces of human garbage. That's what you are. You are beyond moronic. You are homophobic. You are transphobic. You are everything that Jesus does not want you to be. If you call yourself a good Christian, you are utterly disgusting. You are stupid. You are beyond dumb. You're uneducated. You're hateful. And oh, yeah, you happen to be a MAGA supporter, which, by the way, shocks me. It shocks me. You won't see people wearing Biden signs or cult members out there telling people not to shop at Target that are Democrats. Why is that? It seems like people that are anti gay, anti transgender happen to be MAGA supporters. Why is that? Is that just a coincidence? I think not. If you are such a loser and you are so dumb that you take it upon yourself to hold up a bunch of signs telling people not to shop at Target because they're selling some pro-gay and pro-transgender shirts, then you are the biggest loser of them all and you are a bigot. It's as simple as that. And I don't care if people don't like it. I don't care if people don't like hearing the truth. You are scum of the earth and you are a dumbbell. And you should look at yourself in the mirror. Why don't you learn how to be a parent? Yeah, I'm sure your kids are, I'm sure your kids must be very happy to know that their role models, their parents took time out of their day to hang out in front of Target and shout at people and yell at people and harass people to not go into a Target store. What type of a loser are you that you decide to do that? This guy, John, who runs a math institute. I'm sure the parents at that school. I assume his business is still going. I don't know. Why don't we get a bunch of people to go out in front of your business in their tough guy motorcycles and tell you and tell the parents not to go into your math institute? Why don't we do that? Huh? Why don't we do that? How would you like that?
2: You just took it up a level after being suspended from yeah,
1: TikTok. Yeah, because I'm pissed off. It gets me angry. It's like, it's like yeah, oh, lyrics in a song told me to do blah, 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 blah. You idiot. You moron. Let's go in front of your math institute and let, and let's tell people not to, not to go there. Well, I just don't know who has time. Cause you're for indoctrinating it. our kids. I'll open up the phone line. 702-221-7283. And again, and they, the number. People might have got you at the wrong time now. Yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> 702-221-7283 is the number to call. These are people. Um, these are people that live in Las Vegas among us. These are dopes. These are dopes that live in Las Vegas that have nothing better to do with their time than to go in front of a Target and harass people. Why? Because they don't like the pro-gay and pro-transgender shirts that are being sold in Target. What type of a dumb loser are you that you have nothing better to do with your life than to do that, you dumb losers?
2: Does it make it any better that there is a lot of people in Las Vegas, millions these days, and there was only a handful of people doing yeah, it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. There's
2: not that many people yeah, the, out there.
1: The overwhelming – you're right. The overwhelming people in Las Vegas would never do something like this because they're not idiots like these people. But it just still bothers me so much that these are probably the same people with – are probably bad parents – bad parenting. They tell their kids that being gay is probably a sin and it's so bad. And then, uh, the response by these people is, well, no, that's, that's what the church tells me. That's what my religion tells me, which means I'm going to hide behind my bigotry and use my religion as an excuse. You idiots. You hypocrites, you morons, you homophobes, you hateful, ignorant, stupid people. That's what you are. All of you people that were outside of Target yesterday, and for all you people across the country that are holding up your signs and, 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 and you know, complaining about wokeness and Target selling these shirts, you're all a bunch of fools, and you're all a bunch of dummies, and you're all a bunch of homophobes is what you are, you idiots, you idiots. Number to call, 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. That number, if you want to join in, now is the time to do so. 702-221-7283. Let's start off with Carl. Hi, Carl. What's going
5: on?
6: Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, You and your Australian counterpart, I want to ask uh, for lunch. You'll probably know what I'm talking about. Is this Billy Boiled yet? (laughs) You know what that is? I, I do not. Oh, it's a, it's an Australian, uh, uh stew. They, code, they cook it. I never knew that.
1: <laughs> what do you think about these people outside in front of Target?
6: Okay, let me, I think I told you a long time ago, quite a long time ago, that, uh, uh, it was in my field, and now I'm retired, of course, but, uh, generally you'll find that most people who are extremely hateful against something else, like, homosexual, or whatever, is psychologically, their problem is they have fear of that in their own selves, and to get rid of it, they try to make it as hard on somebody else to curse somebody else, to uh, harass somebody else, as to make themselves look like, well, I'm not that, I'm just the opposite, and a lot of people are like that. They actually have the fear of having that in their own psyche.
1: Yeah, I mean that might be true. I, I just think that um if you're one of those people that has that type of hatred in your heart and you that that ignorant of a human being with, with no life, clearly, that you've taken upon yourself that you have nothing better to do with your time than to protest people walking into a clothing store because you don't like some of the clothes that are being sold, then then you are the definition of a loser. I, I don't know what else to say. You're a dumb loser. Well, you're a dumb
6: well, loser. Uh, a dumb uh, more loser. than that. I, yeah, they're part of a cult, obviously. They're part of a uh, Trump cult.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And on. all his base, you know, or they listen to what he... Uh, you know to try uh, his own thoughts and they, uh, they uh, because they hear this from the extreme extreme right yeah you know and, and they they can't think for themselves so they take this on their own uh, personal thoughts that if I'm not like that I must be the opposite
2: it's, it's, you understand it's, so it's, exactly that's the- exactly look I, I i just don't care enough you live once be nice to everyone give everyone an opportunity to do what they yeah. love to do thank you,
1: have, you you have 80 years on this world thank, thank you carl thank you for the call carl again the number to call if you want and maybe you disagree with me maybe you think these people are right and targets wrong and and, uh, and you know 702-221-7283 is the number to call again 702-221-7283 and you know people are making um what, what You know, a big deal and, and, and Republicans and people on the right that are, I think are transphobes and homophobes uh, that, oh, my God, they're selling tuck-friendly bathing suits. OK, so first of all, OK, and this is this is important. A parent doesn't have to shop at Target. They don't have to bring their kids to Target. That's number one. It's a free country. And if you go into a Target store, you don't have to stop in that section. They have the right to sell what they want to sell. And if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. If you don't like it, you don't have to shop there. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, two two Let's now go to Jason. Jason, what's going on?
7: Hey, I kind of agree with you, but first of all, you got to remember, Trump is not a God, because they follow Trump, because he lies, and you can't believe in God and and know that he's lying and still go with him. So these people are not only a cult, but they devil worshippers, because you putting a false god in front of you. I agree. That's number one. I agree. And, and any moron that stand in front of a store and tries to ban- stop people from shopping are not only moronic but idiots. And so all you could do is just feel sad for them more than anything. Because, um, and more than anything, when you ever hear somebody talk about Biden and how come they don't uh, investigate, all you have to do is tell them one thing. How many Republic how many Democrats ran the FBI? You know how many? Zero. Every person that ran the FBI was a Republican. So tell all these MAGA morons to tell them get a person that you we don't want no cult leaders to run the FBI. And that's why that Trump is being investigated. And all the rest of them should just go burn in hell and follow Trump.
1: I got to tell you, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I got to tell you, mo- if you ask most of these Republicans a definition of what wokeness is, they can't even give you a definition, and they don't even know the definition of what a pedophile is. Like, they're calling these people going in and out of Target pedophiles, which the, which yeah. means you have an attraction towards towards young children and or you're doing inappropriate things with children. I'm not sure how they can make that correlation and call people relate? pedophiles for shopping at Target
7: well, here's something even, even greater. Woke is, it was created in the sixties to let all uh, African Americans know stay woke because we gotta wash, wash about oppression. And that's what the sixties and woke was. And so then, uh, the liberal, um, uh, too many feminists got in it. And that's the reason why. Tell you the truth, woke has been around since the '60s. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what? I don't see anything wrong with what Target is doing. I don't see anything wrong with Gay Pride Month. These are people that have been the victims, uh, you know, uh, for for decades and decades and decades because of their sexuality. They've been victims, and uh, I see nothing wrong with it at all. And the people that have a, a problem with. Gay Pride Month are, are bigots and homophobes and, and transphobes and whatever you want to call it. And, and sadly, the overwhelming majority of them, if not all of them, are MAGA supporters because that's that's what his base is.
7: Well, I got to go. God Thank you. you.
1: Appreciate the call. 702 221 7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702 221 7283. I was a part of it. Um, I don't recommend, uh, and I'm not calling for any type of violence. I'm not calling for. You know, getting in someone's face, uh, in someone's personal space, but I am calling for pushback. Ooh. I got it. I got out of my car yesterday, and I had some choice words for some of these individuals, very similar to some of the words I'm using on the show right now. Uh, you have to be a special type of person. You really do. You have to be a special type of person. Well, yeah, look,
2: there, there might be natural pushback, because like I said, if someone came up to me and called me a pedophile when I have a four-year-old son, there, there'd be some issues there. Understandably yeah. so, with no evidence, because you're walking into a store to buy your child a pair of shoes. It's utterly yeah. ridiculous, and it's got nothing to do with Pride Month. Where's Where's the distinction between that? The correlation between that and Pride Month?
1: Yeah. And wokeism. It's 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 I don't I don't understand it all. I don't understand it either, and I try to use this analogy because it, it, it's an adult analogy, which I'm going to use right now. Okay. <laughs> um some maybe some people will understand it cuz i have i have a sense that the people that were in front of target that were calling people pedophiles are the people that are probably uh, going into sex stores every day but anyway say you go into a sex store guy yes and, what and section there's a section of i don't know sexual gadgets that some women would use and some men would use and uh let's just say you're not into that sort of thing Do you go in front of the store and tell people not to shop there because you don't approve of some of the sexual gadgets that are being sold? Of course not. You go in there to get what you wanted to get. That's a pretty good analogy. You go in there to get what you (laughs) wanted to get, (laughs) right? Because you you see that all the time. You go into a sex store. Nothing's being pushed on you. There's things in the aisles that you can choose to buy, stop and take a look at, or you can choose not to do that. It's the same thing at Target. Oh, well, they're indoctrinating our kids. No, they're not. If you're a parent and you're with a young child, I would say under the age of 12, and you go into that store, as a parent, if you don't approve or you don't like with what they're selling, because God forbid, if somebody sells a shirt that's pro-gay or pro-transgender, God forbid, in this country, you have the right to either not go into that store again Or keep shopping without taking your kids into that section. I know that might be really hard for some people to grasp or understand. And for the same right-wing idiots out there that talk about cancel culture, right? And for the same right-wing idiots out there, when two gay guys walked into a bakery and they asked uh, the person to bake a cake and he refused to, and you were on that person's side, right? You're, You're on the opposite now. You you, you want to perform cancel culture. You want Target to suffer. You want them to go to bankruptcy. You actually go out of your way, some of you. Some of you idiots go out of your way to go in front of a Target like John, Johnny. I don't know. This guy had, uh, I guess, a podcast, and it didn't last very long. Uh, he's never had a real job in the media, but I guess he, see, he sees himself as some sort of media celebrity when he's got the brain of a of an ant.
2: This is absolute can
1: uh cancel culture that's exactly exactly what what they're doing what a real what they fought against what a real tough guy you show up in a motorcycle hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go mumble to parents not to shop at target wow you're a real patriot wow what a role model you are what a role model i'm gonna go tell i listened to rage against the machine lyrics and it it made me want to come out here first of all pretty sure that was a leftist ideology yeah first of all tom (laughs) morello uh, is going to be joining us on the show next week and he's going to tell Johnny Boy uh, that uh, his lyrics were not made for him. Oh we Tom, got him on next week. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine is going to be joining us on the show next week, friend of a friend. Um, but you know I listened to Rage Against the Machine lyrics and it told me to come out here on my motorcycle cuz I'm a real tough guy and 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 I'm a real tough <laughs> guy and I'm going to drive around the parking lot and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to drive around the parking lot and I'm going to tell parents not to I'm going to mumble parents not to shop here wow you have a really exciting life you're you're a really bright individual wow wow
2: i still think brian the majority of
1: people don't care No, the majority of people don't don't, don't. don't care. The majority of the people don't care. The people that do care and up in arms are far right wing MAGA cultists that don't have a brain, that are uneducated, that are stupid, that shout out Dr. Fauci should go to jail, that say COVID is a hoax, that say Donald Trump won the 2020 election in a landslide. Yeah, they're proud boy members. They're white supremacists. They're the people that want January 6th uh, people in jail to get out of jail. Some of these people were at January 6th. They're all the same. They're all the same, and many of these people preach how they're good Christians. They're dopes is what they are. They're hateful, racist, dopes, homophobic, transphobic, dopes that shouldn't be allowed to vote, if you ask me. Dopes. They should all live in a cave in Afghanistan. Get the hell out of this country. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Speaking of people that are in the news, Conor McGregor's in the news for the wrong reasons. He's being accused of rape. Why, I think the accuser has a case. He's Guy David. I'm Brian Shapiro. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
0: Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premiere Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
3: Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada's ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert, 702-540-3311.
5: Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentlemen's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with the bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer, who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware. Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey, everybody. It's
1: Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call. 702-248-0554.
5: the farmer's
4: burger from farmer boys beef bacon cheese hand smashed avocado and fresh veggies best burger champ that's how we drop the mic
0: farmer boys farm food ain't fast food farmer
4: boys new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home if they make it home sharing is caring farmer boys
5: farm food ain't fast food
1: All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. On a beautiful Friday, we got the VGK Parade, which is going to be tomorrow night, 7 p.m. to around 9 p.m. between uh, Flamingo and Tropicana. I guess somehow at the end of the parade, they're going to be ending the parade at uh, Toshiba Plaza. So haven't decided whether I'm going to go there or not. Uh, I don't know. What do you think this is going to look like? Uh, okay.
2: Like it's, it's, I was, I was talking before the show. It's going to be like a New Year's, but the locals come as well. So it's going to be a mixture of tourists, locals. I think it's 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 going to be wild, right?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a big party. I don't think it'll be any uh, too different than any other uh, parade. The only difference being is that it's going to be on the Las Vegas Strip, which is going to be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's just going to be a big celebration. There's going to be speeches and and everyone's going to be really excited. By the way, I heard uh, Jack Eichel. Uh, is going to be at a local Raisin Canes uh, in the drive-through serving people today for an hour. I heard that uh, too. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of funny, kind of cool. I might have to go through the drive-through just to take video of this.
3: I heard he was doing inside, not drive
1: thru Oh, okay. Well, that could very well be possible, also. So we'll either have to, way, uh, do you know how long cool.
2: the line for that's going to be? Yeah, yeah. that's
1: uh, that's Jack Eichel, man. He's a stud. So uh, Raisin Canes already always has a, a long line. Very smart, uh, savvy business decision made by uh, Raisin Canes. Yeah. I, what do you think they're paying him for that? I'd say maybe ten grand. I don't know. That's maybe, hard to say. Maybe ten grand for an hour. I don't know. They're they're probably they got to be paying him a lot of money. It's a lot of free chicken. A lot of chicken. Is he. Yeah, he's definitely getting paid. Yeah, for it. yeah. I want to tell you guys about uh, my favorite gaming bar in town, Jackson's Bar and Grill, located. At Flamingo and Jones, I was there the other day. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, you have a chance to spin the wheel to earn up to three thousand dollars, depending on how many points you earn. Two hundred points, three hundred points, you get to spin the wheel multiple times. And then today, if you earn fifteen hundred points, you get a hundred dollars in free slot play. That's automatically put on your card tomorrow. Great food, great atmosphere. I had the chicken alfredo the other day; it was awesome. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones, check them out and tell them that I sent you. So Conor McGregor is in trouble again, but this is this is far more serious than throwing water bottles a bus or some of the uh, stupidity and, and, and idiotic things that, that was he did. pretty
2: serious. He caused yeah. aggra- aggravated injury.
1: He's in a lot of trouble. And, you know, I was at Red Rock a few months ago, and I told this story on the air. I was with some friends of mine. We were having dinner at the steakhouse there. And uh, up comes in, and at first I'm like, wait a second, is that Conor McGregor? And it is. I, the first thing I notice is how short he is. And he, and, he, and he walks in there with his kids, and he's literally sitting like five feet from us. And I turn around, and I look at him, and he's giving me like the look of death. It's the look of don't y- stare at you me. You got it? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at him, and he, and, he, and he's looking at me, and, and he's giving me, like, this horrible stare, like, leave me alone, don't look at me, you know? And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, well, then don't show up in public, then people are going to look at you, buddy. So he didn't come across as a personal guy? No, not at all. And uh, he's sitting there with his fiance. I don't know if he'll still be engaged, uh, but uh, sitting there with his fiance and his kids, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a beautiful family, you know, really good-looking, uh, beautiful family, and it's really cool, you know? And... <laughs> Uh it's hard for me to talk about rape when I hear this music. Uh, I'll be doing? honest with you. I don't know if the timing is good on that one. I am talking about sexual assault. Yeah. So probably not. Time to, Turn it off. Probably not a time to be playing fun music. Uh But um
2: it was his walkout
1: music. Oh, was it? I, I was getting ready for him. Understood. too. <laughs> understood. Timing was a little off. I that, get what
2: your weird. intentions are. Yeah. Good
1: intentions. <laughs> it so, takes um, me a second to get to stuff. Numbchuck always has the right intentions. Just the timing's a little off. That's all. Uh But so anyway, uh, as it is, uh, the story, if you haven't already heard it, is that NBA Finals Game 4 in Miami, Conor McGregor is sitting front row. A few hours after the game, he's partying with this girl. There's a video of it, the alleged victim. And they're having drinks together. And it appears as though she's probably had some drinks. And if you ask most prosecutors or defense attorneys that are aware of rape cases a lot, not all, but a lot of rapes take place when the female is inebriated, might be drunk, might be on some drugs, whatever the case may be. In the case of Bill Cosby, we know that's what happened. Um, so she's had some drinks and they're partying, right? She took a selfie with him earlier in the night. Right. So we know they were, they were having some drinks yep. together. Then we're, the way we know the story goes is that Con McGregor tells her. That he needs to go to the bathroom. Well, what he really does is he goes outside and tells some of his security entourage, get this girl to come with me to the bathroom. And they assist. One of the guys goes up to her and tells her. And then McGregor grabs her hand. She probably has no idea where she's going. I believe her. And she's hung out with him the whole night. Right, right. At least for an hour. And uh, he takes her, grabbing her hand, into the restroom, into the men's restroom. Now, how do we know he was up to no good? First of all, any guy that grabs a woman and takes her into the restroom, they're not going to, to pee together. We what else are you doing in a restroom? Right. So we know what's going on there. That's obvious. But what makes it even more obvious, and this is where I think this women, woman has some credibility, is because he says something to members of his security detail. They close the door, the door is closed, and you see them outside the door making sure nobody goes into the restroom. That's when the video got a little eerie to watch,
2: for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term. When you saw these, like, four bodyguards swarm over the door of the
1: bathroom, like, do not enter. Also makes you think, how many times has he done this before?
2: Well, he's been accused Um, of it once before. He has,
1: yes. So, here's what gives this woman a lot of credibility, and I'm basing it on evidence. They weren't in there for 10 minutes. If they were in there for 10 minutes, could he have still committed a crime? Yes. But they were only in there for, like, a minute or so. And what she is alleging, she's not even saying that they had sex, that he raped her, but she is claiming, and I believe her, that she was fondled and that she was grabbed, right? And it took about a minute, and then she got out of there. Um, so Candace Owens, who is a despicable human being, Candace Owens is scum of the earth. Candace Owens is like the people outside of Target yesterday that were protesting. Uh,
2: What did she say? She just just paused for a second.
1: She is a a despicable human being, and she only says things and does, does things so that she can get clicks and that she can make money. So nobody could ever take anything seriously what Candace Owens says, but she is a despicable human being. She goes on social media and says, if you believe that Conor McGregor attempted to rape a woman, but then she elbowed him and escaped, you're an absolute idiot. In what fiction world does a female elbow take out Conor McGregor? Her attorney should have advised her to deeply reconsider that narrative. So Candace Owens is, is a piece of crap. Let me be very clear. Candace Owens is a despicable piece of human garbage. Well, that
2: that, that is wrong, too. She, she started fighting him off, and he could have just
1: said, uh-oh, this isn't turning out well for me, and exactly, let her go. Exactly. But Candace so, Owens is a piece of, of I can't say the, no one the said word she, on the air. No one said she beat him up.
2: Right. We know that's unrealistic.
1: Right. She, she didn't knock him out. <laughs> Candace Owens is a complete moron. She's the same person that'll, uh, she's a rape enabler is what she is. I'm just going to call it right on the air. Candace Owens is a rape enabler. That's what she is. Here's um, the deal exactly what you said. We know something
2: happened in there because you go into a bathroom with a woman. We saw this on video. You know what you're going to do and what your intentions are. If it was 10, 20 minutes in there, it might have been like
1: she said versus he said. Mm-hmm. The thing is, she was out in one minute. It's almost like she ran away. There wasn't a sexual act that was performed, unless it was Donald Trump in there. A sexual act was not performed (laughs) another minute. Um, So that's where it doesn't look good for where That's where she gets more credibility. I agree. The fact that Candace Owens or any despicable human being would make a statement like that goes to show you what type of person Candace Owens is. The only reason why she makes a statement like that is so she can get clicks and be controversial and so she could try to sell another one of her books that I would use as toilet paper. She is an awful human being. It's zero
2: intelligence.
1: Yeah, it's not even about yeah, intelligence no, no with her. No one's ever said he, yeah. she
2: knocked, him, yeah. elbowed him no. in the head and knocked no. him out and she made this dramatic movie-style movie style you know
1: run for the exits yeah so what what else gives her a credibility uh her attorney arielle mitchell wrote in a letter to mcgregor that the woman immediately contacted law enforcement that makes her case even stronger it's not like the next day she talked to some of her friends hey let's try to make money off of this thing she immediately called the cops immediately the letter warned of possible litigation and called for mcgregor to preserve Uh, All potential evidence. Mitchell also sent legal letters to the Heat and the NBA because they're also claiming that some of the Heat staff and security were enabling this as well, which may or may not be true. I don't know. Okay. Uh, The woman did report the alleged assault to local authorities. Uh, Apparently, she doesn't want to press charges. Writing in her letters that the woman is only seeking settlements with McGregor, the NBA, and the Heat. Now, that might have something to do with the fact that no clothes were taken off uh a rape did not occur but a sexual assault occurred i don't know um that's up to her to decide i think she would probably be better off if she also tried to press charges um don't know why she's not we're never going to know for sure she may be a little fearful of the whole situation
2: correct it, it, it's a mega star
1: and that could be and a, there's of a
2: lot of people that's going to be on his side and but think this is just a woman wanting a
1: settlement sure here's what we know for sure okay Here's what we know for sure. Conor McGregor is engaged. He has young children. We know that he was flirting with a woman, drinking with her. We know that he took her hand, bringing her into a men's bathroom with the assistance of some of his security detail. We know that for sure. And we know it wasn't to have a private conversation with her. We know what he was trying to do. At a minimum, Conor McGregor is a scumbag. That's number one. We also know that this woman immediately contacted the authorities. We know that this woman immediately did not like the situation that Conor McGregor put her in. If she did, she would have stayed in that bathroom much longer than one minute. She didn't. And she'd have
2: a good story to tell if she wanted to.
1: Exactly. If she wanted to have sexual contact or whatever in that bathroom, she would have been able to do so. And it wouldn't have taken 30 seconds or a minute. We also know that. We know that she was obviously uncomfortable being put in that situation. It's why it lasted as short as it did, and she got out of that bathroom. We know that for sure. We know that Conor McGregor's security detail helped, enabled. We know, apparently, based on the video, that there was some Miami heat security that also helped. They're in a lot of trouble. That's what we know for sure. What we also know is Conor McGregor chose to do this in public. He chose to do this having a fiancé and a family and kids... He chose to do this in a very, very public setting. That's very- where I was so confused about. There were people everywhere around
2: him because it was a party and you don't, everyone is looking at Conor McGregor, you know, and he just did this and it's on camera. Can right. I just say quickly that he also went on national TV the next day with a big smile on his face? Full of joy and announced his fiance is pregnant with their yeah. fourth
1: child. What a wonderful, what a wonder, wonderful time to uh, bring a woman into a bathroom, drag a woman into a bathroom and sexually assault her. Uh, the Miami Heat have put out a statement. They said, We are aware of the allegations and are conducting a full investigation pending the outcome of the investigation. We will withhold further comment. I believe there's going to be multiple lawsuits here. The Miami Heat are going to have to pay up. Conor McGregor is going to pay up. He does not want this to go to court. No, it'll be squashed. Uh, he's got a lot of money. If you're Conor McGregor's fiance this morning, what are you thinking? Part of me, I know you think this is ridiculous, I'm not even, I don't know, these
2: megastars have this god complex, I guess, Uh, I go back to, I don't know, there's no way they have this sort of open agreement, right, with their relationship. Even if they did have an open agreement. That's not saying it's right, but she would then understand a bit more but it, I don't think it's I, I don't know.
1: Well, to do it in public like that is you're shaming your family. What 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 kind of That's a role I'm model, confused. what kind of a role model are you as a father to 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 act this way? Listen, he earlier in the day he had a uh, I guess you could call it a um not promotion but uh maybe self-promotion where he knocks out the mascot, you know, and send him and, to the
2: hospital. He had a day, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, there are certain things that you you can't do if you're Regardless if you're if you're in an open relationship or not, again the facts are the
2: not facts. Over- I mean, do you think she knows he cheats on her and she just turns a blind eye because he listen. looks after her and they have a family? Well, together.
1: listen, I don't know what personal relationship he and his fiance have. Here's what I do know: this sends a terrible message to the kids. I mean, this is mm. your father. Uh, this will be in the news forever. You know, it's in ink on the internet and. This guy has kids, and clearly he's not thinking about his family. He could, He's selfish, selfish a-hole, and all he thinks about is himself. And he wants to get off and have some fun with this girl in a bathroom, whether it was sexual assault or not. He's a scumbag. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, we know that for sure. Um, Here's what I believe happened. I believe the woman. I believe her. I believe she was fondled. I believe she was sexually assaulted. I believe she was very uncomfortable, and I do believe when she started to resist, Conor McGregor probably let her go.
2: I completely agree. I I, think you nailed it.
1: I I do believe that uh, she—it's hard for me because this is speculation, but here's what I speculate, and I could be wrong. I believe they they might have been making out a little bit, and then he tried to take it a little bit too far, and maybe he started to go down below the waist— and she pushed him away, and then maybe he uh, got a little frustrated and continued to do what he wanted to do, and that's probably when it ended, when she elbowed him. That's probably what I believe happened. I think you absolutely nailed it. Yeah.
2: That makes the most logical yeah. sense. That's probably he, what Conor happened. Conor McGregor didn't go in there with the intent to sexually abuse or rape her. That is one yeah. thing I'm convinced of. He intended to bring her in there. He'd been speaking to her during the night. His name's Conor McGregor. He loves his own name. He thinks he can get what he wants. He went in there with the intention, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. to get some. And he she was, resisted. Yeah. He got a little frustrated. Right. And then he let go when he knew this exactly. was getting serious.
1: Candace Owens is obviously a dope, and she's too dumb to, 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 to put this together. It's but a stupid comment. But here's, here's what I will say. In no way, shape, or form am I saying if you have bad judgment you deserve to be raped or sexually assaulted. In no way, shape, or form am I saying if you're inebriated or you have too much to drink that you deserve to be sexually assaulted. That's not what I'm saying, but I will say this. This is a lesson to all women out there and men, especially women. Don't have too much to drink when you're hanging around people or a person that you don't trust or that you just met. It is a very stupid thing to do. Now, just because you're stupid doesn't mean you deserve to be sexually assaulted. That's not what I'm saying.
2: What if it's Conor
1: McGregor at a A-list celebrity party? Aren't don't you, drink. Shouldn't you trust those type of people? No. No. no, in fact, that should give you more reason not to trust somebody because like, they have money. And with money, they think they have the power over you to do what they want. Uh, a lot of women did that around Bill Cosby. A lot of women did that around Harvey Weinstein. Uh, You know, that's a bad decision. She made a very bad decision, clearly. Having too much to drink around Conor McGregor, going into a restroom with him when she should have probably resisted that from the get-go, doesn't mean she deserved to be sexually assaulted. I feel for her. It doesn't mean she deserved to go through what she went through in that bathroom because she didn't. It's just advice to people, right? Uh, if, if you're around a, a man that y- y- you know you don't know very well, and, and, you, know, you shouldn't trust him. We're not talking about a boyfriend, girlfriend, or people that have been dating for a while. That's a different circumstance. You can let loose with someone like that because you trust them, and you know that they're not going to do anything to harm you. But when you're hanging around somebody that you don't know, you're putting yourself in a very bad position. Example, Mike Tyson. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've defended Mike Tyson, even though he's a convicted rapist.
2: That was one of the worst decisions in history.
1: I don't believe Mike Tyson raped that woman. I believe that it was rough sex and he might've hurt her, but she allowed him in her bedroom in the middle of the night. What did you expect was going to happen? I'm not, I'm not justifying if a rape took place. I'm just saying, I don't think a rape took place. Mike Tyson's never been accused of any type of sexual assault with a woman. Um, so there are different circumstances but in this circumstance I believe the woman I believe that this happened in that bathroom based on the circumstance based on the time frame based on her behavior uh, and I think how you
2: broke it down is pretty accurate that makes the most logical sense but like she went to a she went to an after party after the Miami Heat game a lot of security around it should be a comfortable place. A lot of celebrities around. It was probably a
1: big, big moment for her. She had some drinks. You can't blame her for that, right? No, you can't. Uh, I, I think maybe you could have a little bit of better judgment. Uh, but but uh, you know, if she's the victim of sexual assault, which I believe she is, I wish she would press charges. That's her decision. She doesn't have to. I think it would help her case a little bit. But um, Conor McGregor's an idiot. He's just a complete idiot. Uh, what are you doing? You're a complete idiot. And, you know, he's was got very public. He's got hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars. So if he throws 10 or 20 million dollars at this woman, it's probably not going to break the bank with him. But uh, I hope it ruins his relationship with his fiance. It really does. He doesn't deserve to be with a woman uh, after this type of behavior. It's despicable. It's disgusting. And yes, I do believe Conor McGregor sexually assaulted this woman. And I believe he should pay the price. And if anybody on the Miami Heat assisted with this situation... That they need to be fined as well. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how this thing plays out. Uh, Paul McKeskey, the 11-year NBA veteran, will be joining us in studio next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB.
0: Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino. Just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super Hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about
3: it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling Selling or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311.
5: Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentlemen's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with the bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer. Who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers? Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. 10 lines beware. Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit SapphirePoolLV.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702 248 0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call 702 248 0554. Jumper's Jungle Family
0: Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumper's Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at Jumper'sJungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun
2: at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow.
1: All right, welcome back. It is uh, Pushing the Limits on a Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad I didn't have to hear any of that leprechaun music. Uh, i tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent Primary Care, located at Sahara and Jones. They're located at 6125 West Sahara. No appointment needed. If you don't have insurance, they take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, it's only a $95 payment. Can't beat that. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. Great place. Please check them out. Jessica and Andrew will take care of you. Give them a call 702-2480554. You can also visit them online and see all that they do there, all the great things. Sahara West Urgent Care Sahara West Urgent Primary Care, tell them I sent you. It is Friday today. Usually we have a. Mr. Paul McKeskey in studio on Thursdays, but he's nice enough to join Somebody us today. Messed up. I screwed up. I double booked. Up. I double booked. It was my bad. And Paul is nice <laughs> enough. The uh, 11-year NBA still won't veteran. sign your card, <laughs> No, he's not going to sign my basket.
2: Somebody screwed up. First my Paul, words from the big man.
1: My Paul, my Paul McKeskey basketball card, he still won't sign. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to be nice to him today because last time he was in studio. I put a piece of paper behind him that said Charles Barkley kicked his ass. And and Paul
4: didn't like that very much.
1: Why would you do
2: that? I know.
4: It was really good. First of all, it's not true. Number (laughs) one, he got one lucky punch in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Second of all, it's nothing a a friend would do.
1: That's true. I I hurt Paul and I apologize. That was very out of line. Lots of tears. Extremely out of line.
4: I'm I'm big, but I'm sensitive. Yeah.
1: You're, 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 you're a small man with a big heart. Yes. That's what I would say. Um, you're decked in your blue
4: today. What's yep. going on there? Are you Kansas just, blue? What are you wearing? Today? It's just blue Friday, man. Blue Friday. Blue yeah. Friday. I don't know what that means. but
1: I'm usually decked in blue, but that's usually after one of my dates. But that's another story for another show. Uh, but anyway, call <laughs> That's quite
4: Paul. funny. I'll give you that. <laughs> yes. So before
1: we get into some hoop stories, and obviously, John Morant, we got a lot to get to. Um, we've been talking about Conor McGregor, which is related to hoops, right? Mm-hmm. This is after game four of the NBA Finals in Miami. I don't know if you heard my opinions on this thing, but yeah. what do you, what do you, what's your take on this whole situation?
4: Well, I agree a lot with w- what you're saying. I mean, you need to be responsible. I think you really read the situation correct. I think, you know, they were, both of them were probably drunk. Both of them went into a situation. I think uh, he realized after about a minute, like, oh, no, I exactly. sh- probably shouldn't do this. And he let go, and she got out, which is credit to her. Uh, the thing that bothers me a little bit is... At least if I'm right, when I read the first uh release from her attorney that she was suing the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. she was suing the NBA because their security personnel helped usher her into the restroom. Uh that to me seems very very far fetched. Now, his his security team, whatever they do, they've been on the road together. Uh, you know, maybe the Miami Heat, this is my personal opinion, because NBA teams are not You know, you know, all of them are so smart and running their, running their billion dollar companies, correct? They're not. And are, um, flawed security people hired sometimes? Yeah. Would a young security guy for the Miami Heat that's caught up in the moment of Colin McGregor and being around him maybe help him out? Absolutely no way and no possible way do I think an NBA security person would ever be involved in that. Let me ask you this question, though. If there were NBA security people that were outside
1: the restroom making sure nobody got in, is that are they liable? Absolutely. But I don't believe that happened. I know that there were security people outside the door. I don't know if those were just Conor McGregor's people uh, or if there were some Miami Heat people there as well. I don't think the NBA is responsible. I think if anybody's responsible, it's Conor McGregor, maybe some members of his staff. But if a Miami Heat security person was outside that bathroom... The Miami Heat are liable. Would the
2: woman know that, or do all security people dress the same?
1: Um, Well, the woman uh, that allegedly claimed that she was sexually assaulted, she's claiming that the Miami Heat security detail ushered her. her. Now, I did look at the the security footage, and all I see is Conor McGregor telling members of his security team— to wait outside the door and close yep. the door. I see him holding your hand and nobody else is making physical contact with her other than Conor McGregor.
4: That's yeah, what I saw. Yeah, but even if they're if they're there and ushering mm-hmm. with their hands or whatever they want to do, not touching her, uh I you know, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think that's out of the realm of what I think. But mm-hmm. definitely I do not think NBA personnel security, I know them. I know I you know they're very well vetted and, you know, I don't think they would be involved. Now, I know lawsuits. Everyone knows lawsuits. You, you sue everybody involved. You know, you sue, you know, McGregor, Miami Heat, NBA, the arena, uh, whoever sells the hot dogs, you sell, you sue everybody and then you narrow it down as it gets yeah. into the serious time. But, uh, that to me, when I read that, you know, I, I think it kinda laid out like you're you're saying, but to me, that's a red flag to me. That uh, and also that there's no uh uh legal charge. She doesn't want to press charges. That's a problem to me. If you were assaulted, you need to press charges and he needs to pay for it.
1: Yeah, that's the part of this story that doesn't make much sense to me. If you were fondled and you were sexually assaulted, which it appears that something bad was going on in there. The fact that you call the police right after, which it appears as though she did, and now you don't want to press charges, I find that to be somewhat problematic. And while that is her prerogative,
4: it certainly weakens your case, yes. in my opinion. So here's what I would ask, too. You know, you know my kids are in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. If the police were called and they uh, and they went there and they questioned her, there's a report. And once there's a report uh not wanting to press charges is out the window anymore you can't do that anymore mm-hmm. if they write a report and there's a uh you know physical confrontation you can't say i don't want to press charges is well, that
2: in every state
4: um, i'm not sure I'm, yeah but well, you, you know it, it used to be like because uh, uh, you know, wives that were abused and stuff, and, you know, my son's been in this situation. They right. go to the house, and obviously they're, you know, someone's hit them, and, and, you know, but the wife is saying, well, I don't want to press charges. In the past, you walked away. Don't, now you, you 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 cuff them up. Don't
2: you think she'd take advice, what's best for her, from her attorney? Wouldn't the attorney recommend whether she should press charges or not?
1: You would think so, and I find that also interesting
4: um ultimately it's her decision but um just yeah but just like all basketball players don't do smart things or boxers or mm kickboxers also all attorneys aren't Mm-hmm. All smart either, so you know
1: well it 's pretty simple to me what I think happened here i don 't think you have to be a brain surgeon to figure it out. Uh, she goes into the bathroom with him. Connor McGregor knew what he was trying to do oh absolutely beyond inappropriate, based on your public figure, you have a fiance, stupid. you have kids beyond stupid. So stupid. We know that what, yeah. again, what I think happened in there is they probably started to make out a little bit. And then he probably wanted to take it too far and she resisted and he got frustrated for a couple seconds there and she left a little upset. That's probably what happened. I am not, obviously, I'm not condoning what he did. Uh, she used really poor judgment too, in my personal opinion, by getting inebriated, uh, saying she had around six drinks with someone that you obviously don't trust. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two, why are you going into a bathroom with him? You could, you didn't resist then. Uh, I'm not saying she deserved to be sexually assaulted, but she, clearly she made some mistakes too, and maybe she's a little ashamed by that. Maybe that's why she doesn't want to press charges. I don't right. know. But but that's what I think happened. He's a scumbag, um, and, and I was just telling Guy, you know, I, I was sitting, I was having uh, dinner with Larry Eustace and his wife a few months ago at Red Rock, and Conor McGregor walks right in five feet away from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, his security detail there, uh, one of his security guys, you know, were right next to us, and I, I, my first reaction was wow, what a really lovely family. You know, really pretty fiance. Beautiful kids He didn't like the fact That I was looking at him He's a jerk huh. But it's like A lot of people Don't like the fact That you look what at him That's spent, true, though, that's <laughs> true. Including most women That I look at Yeah that's true
4: Even strippers But yeah. uh, but you, you made a good I mean if you're a public figure And you go to a steakhouse you, People are going to look at you Yeah it's, it's, yeah, well, yeah 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 You know I always I mean I You know Like paparazzi You know, I never dealt with that But I, you know People used to ask me For my autograph And when I was out With the family It kind of upset me But I got sign and smile Who cares It's not a big deal It's part of the package It's not a big deal. Here's what, like, uh, with this whole situation, I think she made a bad decision. He made a bad decision. It's interesting because I'm going to New Mexico State to talk to the football team uh, this week. And my talk is on uh, choices, decisions, and consequences. That's what you happen in all your life in all aspects, and you need to make the best decisions so you get the best uh, consequences. Not, not consequences, but you know you make it through. And, and I think you know, sports, sports people, famous people. All of them, especially younger ones like John Morant, need that kind of talk. You pr- the, the New Mexico State uh, basketball team probably needed that talk a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the football coach uh, uh, contacted me. and uh, That's nice. Yeah, and I was going to do the basketball team, but they fired all the coaches. They and fired all the everybody. And then, <laughs> yeah. So there's nobody to talk to. There's really nobody to
1: talk. <laughs> no, but that's a good idea. I'd need people like you to, 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 to talk to some of these younger athletes. Here's what I think is going to happen now. Let's talk about what we think is going to happen. Uh, I don't think the NBA is going to have to pay a dime. I think if the Miami Heat investigate, which they put out a statement, which they are, if it turns out that even one security member assisted in any way outside the bathroom, for example, which I think they might find, that person is going to immediately be fired and they're going to have to put up some money. The Miami Heat organization. That's just the way it goes. There is no way, in my personal opinion, that Conor McGregor allows this to go to trial. There is no way he could deny the allegations until the cows come home there's going to be a settlement there's going to be a payout there's too much evidence that shows that he did something inappropriate to begin with whether it was criminal or not we'll never know for sure probably we don't know he's got a lot of money there's going to be a payout we probably won't know how much it is could be in the millions we don't know eventually there's going to be a payout. he can talk about his innocence until the cows come home but my question to him would connor you're engaged you have a fiance you have beautiful children do you think that's appropriate behavior? Let's forget about whether you deny the allegations of sexual assault. Do you think somebody of your stature with the platform that you have with all the role models that look up to you, do you think you should be escorting a woman into a men's bathroom with your security waiting outside? Is that appropriate behavior? That's the first question I would ask him. You know? So
4: it's a civil suit,
1: correct? My understanding is yes. That's yeah. what it is. So
4: those are easier to, to win. Than uh, a lawsuit, like yeah. Like, OJ Simpson, a, yeah. Yeah, so those are easier to win. Yeah. So that makes sense. So. Sure, sure. So it won't we'll be settled.
0: settled. Yeah, is going to
4: pay. Yeah, but if if he, the charges, however, if they went that legal route, that's very difficult to prove in that situation.
1: It Very is. Difficult. But I, I think there's going to be a settlement. You won't hear anything from Dana White. You won't hear anything <laughs> from the UFC who seem to enable these types of people like the John Jones of the world. Let's give him a third chance. Let's give him a fourth chance. Let's give him a fifth chance. What do you have to do? Do you have to murder somebody to be kicked out of the UFC? Like there are people within the UFC that have no business still being fighters. John Jones being one of them, by the way. And and, and it's just, it, it's sickening to me and they don't address these issues. If, if this was an NFL player... Oh, boy. The, the hammer would be would be put down, and um, it's just uh, – You're right. It's an unfortunate situation, and the UFC s- seems to enable these types of people. This isn't the first time Conor, Conor McGregor got in trouble, and it certainly won't be the last time, but he is a, the biggest face of the sport. Well, is it the megastar so,
2: syndrome? Yeah. Because you, you can go on to Morant about that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Biggest face of the sport. I will give boxing – uh, some credit they sanctioned Michael Mike Tyson, and uh, you know they did, and and you know it shouldn't matter whether you're the face of the sport or not. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see uh what happens here. But this is not a good look for the Miami Heat. It's not a good look for Conor McGregor or his staff. And uh, we'll wait and see how this thing plays out. Speaking of not a good look, I got to be honest with you, Mo. We talked about this a lot in regards to John Morant, uh, when the commissioner. Uh, during the NBA Finals, said we're not going to make an announcement till after. We both assumed, and I think we're not alone. Many other people assumed that this would probably be a full season uh, suspension, or at a minimum,
7: half. The I season. thought half. I yeah. Half.
1: So now we're learning this morning that it's only, and I say only because I think it should have been more—a 25-game suspension. What's your reaction?
4: Well, I think you know, I think they went back and saw what they they suspended. I can't remember the guy's name. He had a, a physical assault on 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 a, on a woman, and he was suspended i think thirty games miles bridges yeah miles yeah. bridges, and I think they kind of went back and so this is three times what he got last time, right eight or whatever mm, yeah. he got, which was not real though because he was injured anyway, mm-hmm. so he served two he served like three or four of them when he when he was injured uh but th- this to me seems a little low i mean uh you know the only only time's going to tell. I mean, he, he came out and said the same thing, right? I apologize to this and that and I'm going to do better. I promise to do better. He's already said that and, and really went back on that. And I think Adam Silver is punishing him for that. Uh, I mean, he's going to lose between seven and nine million dollars. And for someone that makes, uh, 35 million a year, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, but it's not 200 grand. It's not a slap on the wrist. It's a punch in the gut. So that's going to hit him. Um, you know, I I just think, I don't know what the other guidelines for him to come back are going to be because he's not guaranteed to come back after 25. He, there's certain things he has to hit, which I don't know what those are. I think treatment, I think finding a mentor that's a former player or someone that can, you know, a John Lucas type that can help him out that he's obligated to listen to. But in the end, it's going to be up to John Moran. Do you want to be the face of of the league and and make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars? Or do you want to be just another player that keeps fumbling, bumbling with their career and just a player in the NBA? And that's going to be up to him. Whether he decides this is enough to knock him on his butt and tell him to wake up You know, some of us like myself have had that situation where along the line, finally it took one situation to get to the to get to me that almost lost my wife and my family to say, okay, that's enough. So he has to hit that point, whatever point that is with him. I don't I, I hope this is it. Well, what's interesting to me is that
1: the NBA never said you can't own a gun, right? The NBA is not saying you don't have the right to own a gun. All they're saying is stop flaunting it on social media is that so hard to do
4: like like well you're you're not and you're also not allowed to bring the gun on a business right so if you're an appearance no okay locker room game blah 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 airplane blah 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 but if you're on a road trip that's business you cannot supposed to bring it on a road trip or have one on a road trip or if you go to an appearance you're not supposed to have one either so Mm -hmm. but but it's not saying you don't have to have one but you know, Just be logical. <laughs>
2: this is why I'm surprised at the 25 games. This is why I'm not surprised. They've been investigating him for over a year now. There's been so many incidents, mm-hmm. gun-related and not gun-related, yep. just behaving really, really poorly and making bad decisions. He went in front of Adam Silver and said he'd fix this. He went to rehab, even though it was only for a day. And then after this happened again, Adam Silver went on with Malik Andrews, and he looked generally upset like he'd been lied to, and then he announced after that he's waiting to the end of the NBA Finals. So we thought he was going to lay the hammer. But what you said, there's also a rule that I just found out today that I didn't know. You have to play 65 games to be mm-hmm. eligible for all NBA, MVP, mm, that's all defensive player. They just put so, that in, yeah. So now he cannot be eligible for those uh, awards, and he was Which he could have won, by the way. Yeah, and he was not eligible last year because yeah. – what had happened so now he cannot get the supermax contract so there's mm. also another 40 million dollars mm. he just lost right then
1: and uh, that's a very Possibly, good point yeah. yeah that's a good point yeah. you made I, I was unaware of that and i'll uh, l- let me ask you both of you guys this i mean is this pretty much okay you do it again you're done is mm. this pretty much that situation or no no, no.
4: it's not you don't think so? i think it's strike two it's not mass- Strike one and a half. I, no, I think the if something happened again, he would be suspended for a year. Uh, I think I don't know. Uh, I know Michael Ray uh, Williams or Richardson. One of them was suspended for life for mm-hmm. stuff he did, uh, but then he was reinstated. What was Gilbert um, Arenas? Uh Gilbert Arenas pulled a gun on a player in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I think he was I don't know how long he was suspended, but I I think the next thing is if it's 25 games, the next thing is 82 and that's uh so if it's next year that's 37 million dollars, but I I don't think I mean Adam Silver, you're right. I mean because he was betrayed and it's uh, an employee betraying an employer, because that's what they are, and, and li- being lied to. And, and what's unfortunate about this for on so many different levels
1: is he's such a gifted athlete, oh. right? He's such a great player. Phenomenal. He's a gifted athlete, and it's not like he's ever committed a serious crime, like assaulting somebody, right? Or what Conor McGregor is accused of doing. Um, well, he's never- was he accused of assault? No, uh, uh, yeah. public disturbance.
4: No, putting uh, your
1: hands on he, somebody. The I don't 17 know. Seventeen year old. what, he pulled yeah. a gun out on him. He hit. It. Yes.
4: Oh, yeah. No. He. So they they brought the seven. Who's a young player? Uh, wherever they live, and they brought. He has a court in his backyard. Let's play. Play some pickup ball. And they had an altercation. And uh, supposedly he he pushed him. One of his buddies punched him. Maybe. And as he was leaving in the in the driveway. Uh, the, he, he didn't brandish, but he showed that he had a gun in his, uh, in his waist, uh, which is a, if you show it in a threatening way is, is a problem. So that, that is out there and I don't know where that is, uh, but, uh, I know the police were called.
2: It's ongoing, I believe.
4: Yeah. It, it's, it's an unfortunate circumstance.
1: Um, he's throwing his career down the toilet as we speak in his prime. When he's
4: a star in this league uh, and he may never be the same i don't know you see and in his statement he was he's pretty much begging his uh uh i think it's Powerade and and his sponsors Nike. And he's pretty much begging them and, and apologizing to not go away but uh, there's no there's no he, they might go away you, th- you think gatorade and all these other sponsors will Say, okay, I, I we're th- done. I think it could be, yeah. I mean, and they're making that decision as we speak. Yeah. And that, and you know, his salary is $37 million. He makes way more than that in Powerade and or Gatorade or Nike, whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm going to read a little bit of the um,
1: statement that you were referring to. He said, uh, I've had time to reflect and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver. And others who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done to the kids who look up to me. I'm sorry for fa- failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better to all my, we've heard this before, but we'll get into that. To all my sponsors, say. to all my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation go. of our brands and to all my fans. I'm our going brands. to make it up to you. I promise. I'm spending the off season and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making i'm also going to be training so that i'm ready to go when i can be back on the court i know my teammates are going to hold it down and i'm so sorry i won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season i hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time i'm a better man than what i've been showing you what are your thoughts on that
4: well, I, you know, I th- like we said, we heard it before, so it's yeah. kind of on deaf ears now. I mean, you said it before, and and it took less than two months for you to go back on what you just said. Yeah. It's more detailed than he said the first time, and now he has more time than the eleven-day treatment he got, which is a joke. The anyway. problem I have is the first apology. He he was very aloof. He, he it, my it didn't seem
1: heartfelt. It seemed like he didn't, uh, t- to me anyway, it seemed like he, he the interview he did with Jalen Rose, not a big deal. I'm fine. All the naysayers out there, everything's good. I got help,
4: everything's fine. You know, he made it like it was just shrugging it off. You Ego. know, and you know as well as anybody, right? That's called denial. Of course. That when you have a problem right. and you don't admit it, it's called denial. Right. Until you accept the problem you have and then take the step to get help. You're going to be the same guy in a year from now, seven months from now, when he comes back until that step happens. Let but- me
2: let me ask you this, too. There's a report in two of the instances, which are also being investigated by the NBA and outside the NBA, that his mother, his own mother, she was having a problem with some person at a store working at the store, actually called Jar, and he brought his friends along and threatened the in person a, in working at the, in the, lot. the yep. store. Yeah. Does his mother need to get it together like back off, or call the cops. So she has a problem. Or call security.
4: Yeah, I mean, what, well, what is she doing? Well, you, we talked. You talked about it, and and it's right. Like the uh, um, the idea that everything is is given to you, or and I think she's jumped into that category. I do too. Even though she's had, I mean, she gave birth to Ja and she helped raise him, <laughs> but she's not playing basketball. But she's acting like she did, and you know, you know, there's a lot of people that that happens to, and uh, you know, they get caught up in it. Um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's pretty sad because jaw is not, you know, we hear there's when I'm going to speak this, this week, again, I'm going to talk about everybody has a different journey. So, you know, to get the NBA guys get drafted in the top and they're they they start right away and they're okay. Or guys uh have to go overseas and, and go to the minor leagues and come back and they're in the NBA. Or you know, guys like me get drafted in the second round, try to make teams and finally make it everybody has a has a different journey and you know John Morant's journey is is pretty inspiring. He was an unrecruited high school athlete. No right. one was recruiting him. Yeah. And it's the at o- State, right? Yeah. The only way that someone got him was an assistant coach that was at a big-time AAU event was watching in the big gym and went to get some food and heard some commotion in the little gym where nobody is. And he went in there and saw John Morant throwing down some dunks and then talked to him and got him to sign at Murray State. Wow. That's the only reason. That's one of the main reasons he is where he is. So, you know, he's come from that kind of, you know, he wasn't a five-star recruit. He wasn't all that. And, uh, you know, for better or worse, that's the situation he's in.
1: It's uh It's unfortunate. And uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, sadly, and, and, and the teammates and the fans are the ones that are truly suffering here. Br- Morant's got money. He'll be fine. Um, whether he doesn't play one more day in the NBA, he's set for the rest of his life. But uh, the people that are really suffering, I think, um, are his teammates – and the fans coaches, and, and coaches as Could well. Could fired. No question uh, <laughs> that there's a lot of other people that are affected by his horrible decision-making. Let's call it for what it is. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're joined by Paul McKeskey. When we come back, I've uh, got to talk a little bit about uh, the Denver Nuggets and, and what this means for history. What does this mean for the history books with what the Joker has done, the numbers that he has put up? What does this mean for a guy like Murray, who some people thought his career might be over a few years ago? Uh, what does it mean for Coach Malone? Uh, what does it mean for the Miami Heat? What does it mean for Jimmy Butler? We're going to talk about that, and we will also look ahead to next year. Also, breaking news, San Diego State is no longer in the Mountain West Conference. They're in the Pac-12 what does this mean wow. for the Mountain West Conference? <laughs> Big news, uh, bad news for the Mountain West Conference, and I would also say bad news for UNLV because San Diego State brought in the fans, and it, it was a nice rivalry.
4: Who's so, in the Pac-12 anymore? Yeah, I UCLA know. left, USC left. I know they're all gone.
1: Uh, that's also that's also a good point. We'll discuss that when we come back. We'll take a quick break. Be back after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSA.
0: Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard. Just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino. Just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super Hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve
3: you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311.
5: Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentlemen's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware. Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part though, Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now! For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702 869 0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554.
0: sunset.com
1: all right welcome back it's pushing the limits on a friday little vgk parade tomorrow night yes so my parents are moving out here and uh, i said to myself who could i get my parents linked up with that could help them buy a house well i had my mom call my good friend blake gwynn you might recognize that name. His grandfather is a former governor here, Kenny Gwynn, and uh, he works for Keller Williams. And And Blake's been nothing but great to my mom, and my parents, and giving them advice. I'm telling you right now, man, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, there's no better person. Somebody that is born and raised here, that knows this city inside and out, that will help you. Even if you're just considering buying or selling, please give this guy a call. Here's the number, 702-702. 540 3311 Again, I'm going to give that number again. His name is Blake Gwynn with Keller Williams. It's area code 702-540-3311. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. 702-540-3311. Give him a call. That's his personal cell phone number, and he will take care of you. Joining me in studio, besides, of course, my co-host, Guy David, is uh, Paul McKesky, former NBA player and coach. And uh, joining us in studio, decked in blue, and we were just talking a little bit about John Morant. Um, let's talk a little bit about the NBA Finals, Mo, and the fact that I think when you look at the Joker, you have to say to yourself, at least I have, we could be watching we're watching greatness in the making, and this could be arguably the best center to ever play the game.
4: Yeah, I think he's you know let's wait another ten years maybe because, mm-hmm. you know. He, he has talk, a chance. Yeah, you're talking about Shaq, you're talking about Cream, you're talking about Wilt, um, you're talking about Russell. You know, does he have a chance to be up there? Absolutely. But it's a long way to go.
2: Where's he now on your rankings of centers?
4: Probably top ten, maybe something like that. So obviously, you know, Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, you know, all those guys put their time in.
2: You put Olajuwon
4: over him still, right now? Sure. Olajuwon played what, fifteen years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how many years is this for a joker? Five, maybe. I believe eight, so. Eight,
2: or more than that.
4: Yeah, I mean. I think I think it's is it five or six or is it eight? It depends.
2: But two but, MVPs and a final MVP and a championship.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I want to. Um, let, I'm let's... I'm, a, I'm about history. I'm about As longevity. I'm not about you know. You come in and and you know you get a couple MVPs. That's great. Awesome. You win championships. That's great but you need to prove it over 15 years like these other guys did, you know.
1: No question. And I and I and I look at uh a guy like Murray and I thought what was special to me cuz though know, the Joker's a pretty level-headed guy, he doesn't get too emotional, at least doesn't show it. <laughs> Murray was very teary-eyed and very emotional and to me that was the most touching moment because this is a guy people don't realize you do, but a lot of people don't realize what a player, a professional athlete, has to go through with injury. And with his Achilles, a lot of people thought he'd never even play the game again. His knee. I'm sorry, his knee. He couldn't even walk. And comes back, first half of the year, he wasn't very good. Second half of the year, he was arguably the best player, one of the best in the NBA as far as scoring-wise. An unbelievable playoff run. Uh, and you saw what this meant to him. He seems like a really good dude, and you know him personally. He seems like a really good dude, solid dude.
4: Yeah, I, I spent some time with him when I was coaching up in Canada. Our pro team practiced in the same place that Orangeville Prep did. Uh, you know, they had uh, Jamal Murray, they had Thon Maker, uh, they had Dylan Brooks all on the same team, and a phenomenal team. Uh, and I talked to all of them, and he was the most level-headed and, and down-to-earth, I think. Uh, you know, But people don't understand that he was like the top of his game in the bubble. Mm -hmm. He was the bubble, you know, he was like, and then he tore up his knee. And, you know, people say, okay, you tore up your knee and you get surgery and then you rehab. It doesn't work like that. It's a month the month to year process, and there's ups and downs. And when you're that kind of athlete and you struggle to walk, let alone run or jump Mm -hmm. or cut, you get plateaus and you get frustrated and you get down. And so he went through that enough that at one point he asked the Nuggets, are you going to give up on me? And they say, of course not. But he, he thought they were going to give up on him. And after he won a championship, he thanked the ownership and the coach for not giving up. That's how deep that was. So, you know, this emotionally, it was, it was a pleasure for me to see that reaction um, from him. And, and people are all up in arms on the Joker when he said, "You know, this isn't the most important thing in my life." Chill out, man. You know, it's, I love him. Yeah, it's basketball, and he didn't say, "I'm not going to work at it and be the best player." He never said that, you know. But he's you know, he's able to. Se- I appreciate
1: that. He's able to separate you know, professionally winning a championship mm. with his family. He's a family guy, and I appreciated what he said that day. He said, listen, I just want to get I out of here. I want to go oh, home. I
4: want to go know? home and get my horses. Yeah, I mean, but then he went to the parade, so I'm glad I stayed. Yeah. <laughs> <was but> Vegas <laughs>
1: last night. I he's, can understand that. He's I mean, living he, the life. But. You get a little burnt out. You you want to separate, you know, your professional life from your private life. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people in this lifetime are unable to do mm-hmm. that. So I appreciate that about I'll, the Joker, and I understand where
4: he's coming from. I'll tell you what, and we are just talking about John Morant. In my opinion, not just because of where the Joker's from and how he was raised, he will, in my opinion, I'll probably get backtracking. He will never get in a situation like Colin McGregor or John Romant. Why? Look at his brothers. His brothers not only protect him, but they hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think there's fear. I mean, you know, Joker's not going to let, and he's, they're not going to let anybody get to him. And if they were in that situation, they wouldn't let him grab some girl's hand and go, no, you're not doing that. So, you know, that's. That's, That's a, a good plus point. For him. He's
1: got he's got a lot of good people around him. I want to ask you this. This might be a little bit of a controversy. Uh, switching topics here quickly, and 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 congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, of course, the Miami Heat had a great run. Before I, I get to another topic, a great coach. Uh, Jimmy Butler's going to be fine. team's going to be just fine. They had a wonderful run. Nobody expected them to get that far. The Denver Nuggets have a lot of people that are still under contract, and I would imagine uh, they're going to be very good for years to come. I just want you to comment on that before I switch topics.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've talked a long time about seven-game series, right? Your stars need to be the stars. They need to do what they do, and they usually do. Like, uh, um, uh, Butler wasn't great. He wasn't Jimmy Buckets, but he was good, mm-hmm. you know? 21, 28, 25, 20, you know, he was good. Uh, Bam was good, really good. 26, 25, 20, 11, 20, and 12. Too many turnovers, but they did what they're supposed to do. Their role players let them down. Uh, you know, Struess, which is, I know you really love Struess. Uh, he hates him, by the way. He had two games where he scored two zero points. Yeah, he sucks. And, uh, you know, Caleb Martin had a great, uh, series against Boston yep. and looked like he's, Going to become a, a, a millionaire, you know, a hundred millionaire, and then, you no. know, came back down to earth. Yeah, uh, that's he's, acceptable. He's, he's not... Uh
1: He's not the kind of player that's going to be scoring 20 plus points in no. NBA games very often. A, once he, in a while, he can get yeah, hot.
4: He, but he's a good guy, 13 yeah. and 12 or whatever. He reminds but, me of like a Todd
1: Day. Remember him back in the oh day yeah, playing sure. for the Boston Celtics? I mean, a guy that can shoot, a guy once in a while, he's going to get hot. But Caleb Barton is never going to be an all star uh, and maybe not even a legitimate starter in the
4: NBA. We'll have to wait and see. Well, the biggest letdown is Gabe Vincent. Right? Absolutely. Gabe Vincent is their starter. He had uh 19 in the first game, he had 23 in the second game which was mm-hmm. their only win. Yep. Then he had 7 2 and 6. And he's your starting scorer. So he's the one and he's better than that. But Miami needs to, you know, make some adjustments. Tyler Hero's coming back, they need to decide on on uh Duncan and him, who would you want, you know, and maybe move one of them to get somebody else or open up space and uh, you know, I don't I hate to say this because it's from the Bucks, but you know if I was Miami and if I was Pat Riley I would look in, I'd be looking right at Brooke Lopez who's a free agent right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I would be looking at him and talking to his agent because if you bring Brooke Lopez in and move Bam to the uh four spot, you you solidify their defense. He's a he, you know, he fits that mold and now, you know, you got and and if Tyler Hero comes back, you could get back to the finals.
2: Just quickly before I know Brown wants to move yep. on early prediction for next year.
4: Yep. It's hard to say because everybody's moving around. So you have, you know, you have uh Chris uh Chris Paul who's a free agent. Uh you have uh uh Van Fleet who's a free agent, one of mm. the best most in demand yep. who could f- who could fit a lot of different spots. I sure. mean, uh you know, everyone's uh putting money on Denver and and I like that, but they need to make moves if they're going to come back and be the dynasty. They don't have a backup center. They're only six players deep. You relied on Christian Brown, Braun, who is you know one of my favorite guys, but he's a rookie guy who's a you know who's an eighth great guy, athlete. An great eighth athlete, great athlete. Yeah. So and you need to get pressure off of um uh the Joker to have to play all those minutes uh, throughout the season and then come through in the playoffs. Yeah. So you need to, but you need to replace him. You need to add with him someone that can do it. He does. Mm -hmm. Lakers. And and I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this name out there then. If I'm Denver, I'm looking at uh, Draymond Green. Mm. Draymond Green does all this, he can't shoot like the Joker, dribble handoffs great passer mm-hmm. plays uh bigger than he is he could play a backup 5 if you need him to or he can move over to the 4 and he has championship leadership you do something like that you got <laughs> that's you a got, scary need, team yeah and you, you, a, and a, yeah. you know the Milwaukee Bucks you know with uh with Brook Lopez and Middleton they're up in the air Boston needs to decide do they want to make a move and move on or go run it back um you know Golden State you never know Lakers could probably make some move so you know, I just think it's too early to to predict, but I would say like those moves from Miami, and if Denver could get someone like that, that that, that could solidify. I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I know like uh, Phoenix Suns. You know, they're talking about uh, uh, don't Dil- um, shoot the guy from Portland, um, the guard Lillard. Oh, Damon yeah. Lillard, they're, they're looking at him because he's looking to move uh, uh, Beal from yeah. the Washington Wizards. Bradley they're Beale, looking, yeah. they're looking to make a trade. So there's a lot of shifting that's going to go on. Mm-hmm in the next week because the draft is coming up. It's going so, to be an interesting couple weeks for yeah. the NBA.
1: Scary. Uh, uh, you're talking about the Denver Nuggets and the possibility of Draymond Green, how scary that starting lineup that could came be. From, yeah. That came from up here. Yeah, well I that, was thinking
4: about that on the way here. That would be it. A, 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 a,
1: the brilliance <laughs> uh, of uh, of Paul Moe McCaskey. Uh, boy, that would be scary. I want to read you a tweet that uh, President Biden put out a few days ago. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this because it does involve basketball and it involves the Golden Knights. He said, Congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights on their first Stanley Cup in just their sixth season. The first major professional franchise in such a proud American city. Today, the team and the entire community are champions. Now, to any normal human being, there's nothing wrong with that tweet. Uh, Why? And people are up in arms over what he said. First of all, the Vegas Golden Knights got here before the Aces. So whether you want to call the Aces a major professional team or not, Joe Biden is factually accurate. They were the first major professional franchise in this city. So I don't understand why people have an issue. Now, if people want to say the Las Vegas Aces are a major professional franchise, you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. The four major professional teams are NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. I'm sorry, the WNBA, with all due respect to the Las Vegas Aces, are not a major professional franchise. They're a professional franchise, but they also were not the first professional team to win a championship here. There are other teams in the past, before the Aces, that have won professional championships. I take nothing away from the Las Vegas Aces, but these people out there, they're just looking to attack Joe Biden for, by the way, saying something that is factually accurate. The first major professional franchise was and still is the Vegas Golden Knights and the Aces came afterwards. I don't understand. Do you have a problem with this tweet? I don't get it.
4: I, I It's the first I've heard and... I, uh... So, Aces fans are upset? Yeah,
1: there's Aces. I mean, mean, I'm looking at some of the tweets right now. You mean the first for the Vegas Golden Knights? Because Vegas has had one. The Aces came after the Vegas Golden Knights. Joe Biden said the first major professional franchise. The first major professional franchise is the Vegas Golden Knights. That's wrong. People can't
2: read. Biden's tweet's absolutely accurate. Yeah. And I think well said.
4: Yeah, I mean, people get all uh, all, uh, offensive. I mean... You have to have reality, right? So, I, you know, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, uh, and NHL are the major, uh, leagues, right? And you have MLS, you have, uh, WNBA and, and some other ones out there that are just a tier below them. That's just the facts. It's not, you know, and it's not, he's not putting down anybody. I, I you know, he's think, not even, he's not even, uh, Mo, he's not even getting into the fact that the
1: Aces are not a major professional team because that's not what his tweet said. All he said was that uh, the Knights were the first major professional franchise. Do people not understand? The Knights came here before the Aces. The Knights came here in 2017. The Aces came here in 2018. I don't understand why people don't, don't
4: I, I comprehend that. I, I, I think it's just too. T- I mean, let's be happy. Yeah. I mean, we we got a we got a Stanley Cup in Vegas, and we got a WNBA championship in Vegas. I don't. Uh, the I don't A's mean- are coming. I don't know what they're going to do, but NBA is coming. Uh, in the next three years, I it is mean, a
2: fantastic time for Las Vegas. right Yeah, now.
4: I mean the NBA is coming. They they're going to put up a, a a stadium, a twenty thousand seat arena right by my house at, at Blue Diamond. It's already bought. Is the, this is this all true? Yes, the owner, the um, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. They they uh they used to own the uh, the brothers that used to own Seattle. He had a press conference two days ago
2: because Adam Silver said no expansion franchise before twenty twenty five. I believe you think a few years after that.
4: I, I think in three years.
2: So right after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean,
4: I, I think uh, you know the the guy the guy that's man, I wish I could remember his name. I'm terrible at names, but he's a legitimate guy. He owned they own the Seattle. They they're building the the arena, twenty thousand seat with the with the casino and everything. They already bought the land. They're as far into their thing as the A's are into their thing, probably farther.
2: You think it be an expansion franchise?
4: Yes, I I think, uh, and the reason for that is if you move a franchise. The uh the uh, NBA owners, they don't get anything. If if you sell uh, uh an expansion team, that's three billion dollars, whatever you sell. Well here's it for. here's where I don't
1: like what Bryce Harper's doing, and I like Bryce Harper a lot, but Bryce has been very outspoken on the fact that uh he doesn't want the A's to come to Las Vegas. He thinks that uh, you know, we should get it uh do what the Vegas Golden Knights did, right? And and just start a franchise mm-hmm. here. But what he doesn't understand is People want Major League Baseball here now. If we go doing what Bryce Harper wants them to do, get an expansion team, it could be five to ten years before we get a baseball team here. I understand and I agree with him that it's better to be homegrown like the Vegas Golden Knights. That's the way to do it. It just so happened it worked out that way. But listen, the A's are really bad. They have a terrible, terrible. fan base. Um, fan base was much better years ago. They're terrible. They're are they the worst team in the league They come out here, I don't know if they'll be successful or not. I don't know. Um, I can't answer that. But what I do know is, many locals here in Las Vegas that are sports fans, like myself, they want Major League Baseball here. It might not be the perfect scenario, but you want a Major League... I mean, listen, the Raiders have been bad the last couple of years. They haven't been very good. Last year was a bad year. I think this year is going to be worse. I don't like Josh McDaniels. I don't like the decisions that Mark Davis makes. This team is probably not a playoff team. With that being said... It's going to be packed at Allegiant Stadium. Now, I understand the NFL is a different product than Major League Baseball. I get that. But the Raiders are going to be just fine from a profitable standpoint, whether they win or lose. I'm not sure that's the case with the Las Vegas A's when they come here. If this team really sucks, you're going to get other fan bases coming here. Yankees fans, Red Sox fans. They're going to come, but you need that local support. If the A's are really bad, uh, Vegas wants a winner. If the A's are really bad, maybe Bryce Harper's right. I
4: don't know. Maybe he's right. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this. Okay, so in in your opinion, in your both opinions, is it easier to have an expansion franchise and be successful uh, as a basketball team, NBA team, uh, a hockey team, NHL, NFL, or um, uh, Major League Baseball?
1: So I would say Major League Baseball would be last. Hardest? Yes, I would say the NBA would be third. The reason why I put the NFL ahead of, and I would probably put hockey second, um, the reason why I put the NFL number one is because it's such a big event. The games are on the weekends.
4: I'm talking about winning and losing. Oh, you're talking about winning and losing. I'm talking about, about a successful franchise. No, I'm franchise. talking about winning and losing. Because really, like mm-hmm. in Vegas, I understand, I mean, most everybody, if, you don't, if you're not going to win, no one's going to come. I mean, the Golden Knights would have had a nice, you know, but they won right away. I think the NFL is hardest, number one.
1: Um, I think Major League Baseball is probably number two. And then I put the NHL and, and the NBA about the same because they have similar cap uh, rules. And uh, Major League Baseball is really tough because, the, you know, you can buy a team and, and the A's don't have the money. They've never had the money yeah, to do that. But,
4: yeah, but you can buy a team or and you could be the Mets that bought a team, spent twice as much as the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And it they sucked. still couldn't win. Yes, but my, my thought process is the the bigger your roster and the more players you have to have to be successful, good players, mm-hmm. the harder it is to be an extension team. NFL. Yeah, NFL and yeah. baseball, right?
2: Yeah. Well, Brian, do the A's within the next few years – have to change their whole recruiting and spending process? Do they need to go out and get some stars? Billy Bean
1: and management there have been doing the same thing for years. I Guess know, what, guys? That, does, it's not working. What? It's not working. How many World Series have the A's been doing the last 20 years? It's not working. Do they, do they made, they
4: made a great movie. movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do they have
2: to realize that now, though? In case it fails here, they don't have any stars on the team. No one's going to come out. Vegas is a city of stars, celebrities, and entertainment. I, I, I think they it's can't, a, I they think, can't keep
1: doing what they're doing. I think it's a good question. If the A's are really bad for for several years, the fan support will not be here. Who we'll owns it? Just the-
2: they have to spend, right? They got to go yeah. get a
1: couple of stars, yeah. even if
2: they're losing. And on early. top
1: of the part that Mark Davis does not get along with A's management, that doesn't help this situation either. They're not going to be self promote, pr- you know, cross promoting. That's not going to help. So who owns the A's? I don't even remember uh, the group. Uh, I should know that. I don't remember. But they're the group. still
4: going to own the A's here, right? My understanding is so yes. So, with the same money that's the problem. and the same philosophy, that's right. going to be a problem. That's a problem. It to change, so, maybe
1: right? uh, as much as I hear Bryce Harper
4: criticizing because I want a team to be here, yeah. at the same time, I say to myself, geez, maybe Bryce Harper's that's right. That's the first thing when I saw that last night. I'm saying he's a. He's all wrong, but now when I think about it, if they're the same owners with the same thought process right. and they're not willing to spend the money to be successful, yeah. he do, might be right. You
2: can't do Moneyball in Vegas. Yeah. You need some stars. John,
4: put
1: your mic on. John. John. Is your mic not working? John Fisher John is Fisher. the owner. John Fisher,
4: who does not get along with Mark Davis. They yeah, don't get along with each other. That's great. if he needs to be willing to spend his money. I don't even know if he has money. Because there's owners like in the NBA. Some have $3 billion or billionaires yeah. like Mark Cuban. Some are not. So they can't spend the money. So. The NBA will be successful here, even with a bad team, just because... Uh,
1: you don't have three or four games in a row. There's a couple th- games a week, and, and, and it's more, not to say that it's
4: not star-studded, but when you have a stadium
1: that's going to be this big. Yeah.
4: So here's, here's my point, too. In the NBA, if you have two stars, you got a great team. Yeah. So they yeah. don't need seven stars. Uh, the other thing is, who I think is going to bring the team is the former owner of the Bucks and LeBron James together. They're friends. That'll work. They have money, and I think that'll work. I agree with you. Big Mo, thank you so much for joining us. As always, appreciate
1: it, my friend and uh, Guy David. We need two hours, man. Uh, well, we do, have, we do have two hours. <laughs> you're just here for an hour. hour. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, because you're yelling at people on the phone. Well, you're going to have an hour with... <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. I do, I do waste a lot of time doing that. <laughs> Mo, you're going to be in with Guy David next week. I'm going to be visiting my family on Wednesday. Good luck at New oh. Mexico State, talking to the uh, football crew out there. And, uh, Guy, thanks for joining me. I know you're going to have a fun weekend because you're, you're you're alone this weekend, so I know you're going to have even more fun than usual, right?
2: Ruckus, mayhem. Now I'm, gonna get you, now, going down.
1: now I'm going to get you in trouble. Now, so thanks, no. so thanks everybody. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Chuck. Thanks, everybody here at KSHP. We'll see you on Monday, same time, same place. Have a great time at the parade. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. We'll see you guys on Monday.
7: That leaves you